This is Marketing Jam, a show featuring the brightest minds in marketing. Brought to you by Canada Post. Head to canadapost.ca forward slash insight podcast for ideas to add value to your marketing. Well, I'm going to welcome you to the Marketing Jam show. We're really, really excited to have Nick Routley here from Visual Capitalist. Um, am I saying that right? You got it, yeah. Okay, very cool, very cool. So he is the creative director. He is the genius behind some of the infographics that you've probably seen, you've probably shared. You might even tag someone that you work with on. So we're going to dive into what does infographics mean uh, for marketing today? What does it mean for PR today? And how can we as marketers and agency folks and brand representatives uh, take advantage of infographics today? So Nick, okay. we're going to start with uh, what I love to find out about is your origin story. Yeah. So how did you end up where you are today in the position? Because we have some of our listeners that are uh, marketing students right. or some of those that are like, hey, how do you go um, you know, software side or, or how do you go kind of brand side and how do you go agency side? And, and you're in a unique position where you're actually able to create some amazing visuals for all sorts of brands. Right. So, so tell us how you got to where you are. Sure, yeah. Um, it's sort of, I, I wish I could say that I had some sort of grand vision for mm -hmm. how, how everything would turn out now, yeah. um, but it was really organic. Mm -hmm. um, I was a designer that was um, just out of school recently. Mm -hmm. um, I, did a, I, did, I was working at a couple different places. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I was doing outside of work was um, I was really interested in creating graphics for, um, that, that told stories about media and using data. Um, and one of the things I would do is create a graphic about something I thought was interesting. And I would go to something like um, Vancouver's Awesome mm -hmm. or um, uh, Van City Buzz mm -hmm. when, when Daily Hive was that. And, and just say, hey, I made this. Um, mm -hmm. If you guys want to write an article around it, go for it. Cool. And, and I, I would do things like that. Um, and that caught the attention of, um, of our founder, Jeff Dazerden, and he, he approached me and said, hey, I have this idea of using infographics to um, explain complicated things, mm -hmm. in, uh, particularly in the resource space where there's a lot of data, the, the properties are complicated, the, the drill results are complicated. Mm -hmm. um, and so he's like, hey, what if we could do this with infographics? Uh, right now they just do wire releases, mm -hmm. which are just text, and maybe we can spice that up. And I said, well, yeah, obviously that's um, something I'm into. And it didn't take long before um, I was employee number one at Visual Capitalist, um, mm -hmm. when it was a very different thing at the time. And when was this? Um, this would have been the beginning of 2012, I think mm -hmm. is when I got hired on. Um, and we were very much still um, more of a design agency mm -hmm. at that time. Mm -hmm. um, and over time that evolved, so. Mm -hmm. And you did a stint at Popcorn, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. So. Yeah. Um, so I concurrently um, co-ran the agency yeah. um, and, and worked at Visual Capitalist yeah. for, for a number of years, yeah. actually. Um, and both of them grew. Yeah. Um, and I also had a kid and things like that. Wow. So I, I had to simplify my life a little bit yeah. and um, just made some decisions to uh, roll with Visual Capitalist. Yeah. Um, so I think the future is looking pretty bright. So That's awesome. So yeah. speaking of simplifying information, there's a, a thread on Reddit called Tell It To Me Like I'm Five. Yeah. Right? Is that the, so in a sense, would you say what you do is telling people like they're five, like explaining it to me like I'm five type of thing? Or would you say it's a little bit older? Would you say explaining it to people like they're 12? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I, think, I think it's nice to hit both levels. Um, like think about really good kids movies, like a, yeah. like a Pixar movie or yeah. something, right? Like it, it hits on a couple of levels. Yeah. The kids have, can have a laugh, but the parents can watch it and enjoy mm. themselves too, right? Yeah. Um, so we try and do that a lot with our infographics okay. where there's something quick and punchy, so somebody scanning their, yeah. their social feed or whatever can look at it and go, oh, that's cool, and move mm -hmm. on, whatever, mm -hmm. that's fine. 
Uh, but somebody who is an expert, uh, maybe somebody on Wall Street or whatever, mm -hmm. like we're talking about stocks and things, they yeah. can dig in and get some more information out of it as well. Yeah. So we try and satisfy on both levels. Okay. So um, sometimes we really are just having a quick punchy thing. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of uh, trends and infographics, do you remember the time when whiteboard videos were really popular? Oh yeah. And there was one company in particular that was mo really famous for doing their whiteboard videos explaining everything. Mm -hmm. And you as a company could go to them and they would make a really awesome whiteboard video. Yeah. And these days you can go to fiverr.com and they'll yeah. do whiteboard videos for you. So what are you thinking, what, what has happened with that trend of whiteboard videos and right. sticky tab videos compared to what you guys are doing now? What do you think's happened? Yeah, and like that, that trend you described, um, uh, eventually things like drill down towards zero, right? Or they, they drill down to the lowest common denominator, yeah. or the quickest, dirtiest way of doing it. And um, you can do the same thing with infographics too. You can go on Fiverr, you can... Uh, Canva has an infographic setting now? Sure, yeah, yeah. totally. And there are things that'll, that'll like make simple infographics yeah. for you. Or you can go to Shutterstock and buy a set or something. Yep, um, yeah. and, um, and that's fine, and that, and that works for some people mm -hmm. for sure. Um, but it's also like you can get like really cheap content writing mm -hmm. or you can get you can hire somebody who's like a real like journalist or like an accomplished writer or something yeah. right and um it just depends on what your goals are yeah. if you just need a quick and dirty infographic for your, your site to like explain some stats and stuff yeah. i mean power to you you know yeah. maybe that fiverr option is great right yeah. um, but if you're looking to um create an infographic that'll get picked up on media which mm -hmm. is often like a brand's goal mm -hmm. um you're, you're going to want to go the extra mile you're you're going to want an experienced designer or mm -hmm. illustrator or whatever to work on that probably yeah. so and what do you think happened with whiteboard videos like are they still right, relevant yeah, today or, or <laughs> are they is there a purpose to them uh, i think they can be cool okay. um it really depends right like I have most of the time. Mm -hmm. I think they're they're sort of a distraction, to be honest. Mm -hmm. uh, but every once in a while, I see one, and I mean, um, probably TED Talk mm -hmm. ones, uh, TEDx or no, sorry, TED Ed mm -hmm. ones are probably the best, um, where they really roll. Yeah. And then at the very end, they zoom out to that big picture yeah. one. Um, yeah. But I think that's probably the artist is really good. Mm -hmm. So they like erase stuff and redraw it yeah. and things like that. And there's like kind of a performance element to it. Yeah. Whereas like if you get a cheap one done, there's like a like a superimposed hand, right? And it moves yeah. around and stuff. Yeah. So like I think people who appreciate nuance mm -hmm. are still gonna love like a really well done whiteboard video mm -hmm. by like an accomplished artist who has like a bit of a performance element to it, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, it's still relevant yeah. if done by by a professional, right? Yeah. So. So uh, th speaking of uh, Field of Dreams, Kevin Costner, yeah, yeah. the famous saying in there, you know, if you build it, they will come, right? I mean, he makes the baseball diamond and baseball stars are supposed to come and, and mm -hmm. sure enough, they do out of the cornfields. Yes. But I've met a lot of people who have made really great infographics or invested in a really amazing visual yeah. and then they didn't know what to do with it. It sat there and yeah. no one saw it. Like six people saw it, their, their grandma looked at it. So how do you get these infographics out there? Like distribution, seen, heard, and just they go viral for lack of a better term. Yeah, and so like you've, you've touched on, on exactly how Visual Capitalist became a media company. Um, we, we started off as a design agency yeah. and we were creating infographics for brands. Um, and we were really frustrated on, on, on a continual basis about how much, RO, how, how much ROI people are getting mm -hmm. out of the infographic because they're not, they're not cheap to make. They're, they take a long time. There's a lot of research. A What's lot an average one? What would you give that you guys are charging? Um, so here's the thing. We, we don't really do a lot of like one-off infographics yeah. anymore. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if, if your project's cool and, you're, and, our, yeah. and our audience will find it interesting, yeah. Yeah. we'd probably do one for five to 10,000, I guess. Five to 10,000, okay. So if someone's investing that much, yeah. how do they get it seen and, and heard and interacted with? Yeah, so at this point, like, um, like we are the distribution mechanism. Yep. Your um, website. 
Yeah, like we everything, everything we do. Like think about us as a as a media company yeah. with um, that heavily uses design elements. Like BuzzFeed, would you compare yourself to them? Um, yeah, and in some ways we are similar yeah. to BuzzFeed, yeah. um, particularly on the monetization model. Yeah. Um, like we don't really have very many display ads. Like we're not peppering our yeah. site with. Um, with videos and mm -hmm. like take over things and yeah. stuff like that. Um, we, we have sponsored content and we work with people who um, also have an interesting story to tell with data. Mm -hmm. um, it's clearly marked as a, as a company thing. Yeah. Uh, but because most of our audience is like business and investment, yeah. um, they're not really worried about it being a sponsored piece in the yeah. way that like the general public would be. Yeah. They go, okay, cool, that company sponsored yeah. this thing, that's fine. Yeah. So, um, but no, right now we would we would create a piece to put it out. Um, we have syndication deals with places like uh, World Economic Forum, yeah. Business Insider, all these things. Um, we've got media contacts in a bunch of different um, a bunch of different brands around around the U.S. and yeah. internationally. Um, I mean, we collaborate with companies like uh, like Politico, uh, mm -hmm. Forbes. We're doing mm -hmm. a lot of stuff with right now. Yeah. So when we release a piece, yeah. um, if it's something that other third-party media sites are interested in, yeah. they'll pick it up and yeah. we fully encourage people to share everything. Yeah. Um, whether we made it or whether it's a branded thing, mm -hmm. um, go for it. And that's been our philosophy right from the start is to um, let people leverage our graphics in their yeah. own stories, yeah. so. And, and as far as tracking, can you guesstimate like one of your most successful infographics, the amount of impressions it got or, or the, right. the reach that it got? Um, Probably our most successful piece would have been one about, um, so really it's about, um, about Walmart, yeah. um, but the data is the biggest employer in each state, um, mm -hmm. and that's one that really, um, I hate using the term viral, but that one truly yeah. just like took on a life of its own. Yeah. Um, and uh, the Walmart's a top employer in like 21, 22 states or wow. something like that, which okay. is pretty wild. I didn't um, know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah. Like, we didn't know that either, yeah. and when we found out, we're like, oh, this has to be a piece, because yeah. I don't think anyone else knows either, and, and um, it sort of became part of the narrative, right? And you guys sign your infographics with your brand, right? Yeah, your we always have, and your name, yeah. with, the, with the weird binoculars yeah. pig, right? You know, no offense, but... No, no it is yeah. weird, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a weird logo. <laughs> um, have you ever seen it where people have screenshot it and cut out your logo and your signature as, as an artist? Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, it doesn't happen a lot mm -hmm. because, especially now, because the brand, I, I guess, has some cachet and okay. people, anytime, that, well, a lot of infographics are bad. Mm -hmm. um, so anything you can do to add legitimacy to an yeah. infographic, yeah. I think people like, right? Yeah. And, and I think that our brand has become um, a bit of a stamp of legitimacy yeah. for like research and quality yeah. and things like that. Um, when something gets shared enough, mm -hmm. it gets cropped off and all oh, kinds yeah. of weird things happen to it and people put their own weird notations on uh, there. And okay. um, you can really see the mutation, which yeah. is fun to look at. Yeah. But it's like the remix. Totally, right. it's the remix, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if I'm, a, I'm a company, I own uh, you know, X you know, cat sweaters, right? And I've got all this yeah. great research on cat sweaters, which is yeah. kind of an analogy for all, you know, a general widget company. Sure. How can they, how can we get a infographic done by visual capitalists? What's the process to convince you? Yeah, so I, I guess the first step would be, um, is there some angle um, that, our, that our audience would be interested in the cat sweater market? Okay, yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be everybody, yeah. um, but, but is there like a, like a segment of our audience that, that'll, that'll get something out of that, yeah. or you know what I mean? And if they are for some reason, they're really into cats. Yeah, yeah oh, for the, sure, yeah. yeah. Or, or they're like investing in clothing and, yeah, and yeah. the cat market is growing yeah, or whatever so, yeah, it is, yeah, right? Yeah, with all the cold front happening and they're, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like everything, everything on our site is usually through like a financial lens or, or yeah. something like that. So okay. um, does our audience like it is always step one. Yeah. Um, 
is the data robust enough? Yeah. Like, do we have like a proper story to yeah. tell? Yeah. Um, nobody likes um, like bullet point infographics yeah. that are like, um, here's a percentage, here's a percentage, yeah. here's a percentage. I mean, then it's just like, just make it a list, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, is the data good? Um, is the brand a brand we want to work yeah. with as well, yeah. right? Like, um, you know, uh, sometimes there's a red flag there. Yeah. Um, and it's really about it. Uh, and then the rest comes down to just like budget and collaboration yeah. and all that. And then but would I, my company pay you guys to do it, a fee to design it, get it out there? Right, so there's a couple ways that this, there's a couple ways it could work. Yeah. Um, sometimes we will create something as like an editorial project. Yes. Um, yeah. Sometimes we can use company data for that if it's, if it's good and they're, yeah. they're willing to put it out into the public realm. Yeah. Sometimes we'll just research it ourselves yeah. and it'll be just like a really pure sponsorship. Like they just want to have their name associated with like the article, if you will. And you'll do the surveys, you'll do the research yourselves or do you always use third party researchers? Mm, a bit of both. I mean, we do leverage third party research yeah. a lot. Um, yeah. And there's a lot of really good research out there yeah. that, that Companies like, say, McKinsey, who are yeah. working with. Um, Ipsos Reid. Yeah, Angus totally. Reed, yeah, yeah. yeah, and like Gallup and all those. And we yeah. use polls a lot. Um, yeah. The article went out a couple of days ago where we, we leaned on a lot of different polls to yeah. tell a story. Because um, especially when you aggregate them, it's really interesting. Yeah. But, but yeah, so we use all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and we have like a pretty heavy-duty database of, of where we can go to find out certain information mm -hmm. and, and which ones, when they don't work out, we remove them from our database yeah. and things like that. So. There's something powerful I'm finding in where PR is trending is when you can come uh, you know, to an editor and actually have data with mm -hmm. the article and ideally even a, a graph to show with the article. Yeah. It's such a great pairing. Yes. So yeah. would you, um, do you guys write articles as well that go along with them or do you, yes. do you leave that up to the publications to write the articles like Forbes and, and Globe and Mail, for example? Right, that's a good question. Um, we, we do write our own articles along with it. Um, because some people like to read. I love to read. I, yeah. love, I really like long-form yeah. articles, yeah. Uh, um, which kind of is a weird thing for, yeah. for me because I don't, I don't actually read infographics a lot mm. myself, except wow. just to like analyze them. Yeah. Um, so we do have articles with it. Yeah. Um, and there's ways that you can explain the graphic, which, um, so there's a really good interplay, especially over the years we've honed that down to a, to a way where we can interplay between the graphic and the writing. Okay. Um, we can inject links and things in there yeah. too so people can jump around. Um, yeah. um, so we have that on there. If we have a syndication deal with somebody, mm -hmm. they can just take that article, yeah. and they do automatically. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll just get republished on yeah. different places. Um, some something like Forbes would probably write a different article around yeah. it. Um, we collaborated with them on their NBA valuation yeah. piece that just went out today. Oh, um, wow. Okay. So every NBA program in North America. Uh, what they did is they they uh, they have like a methodology yeah. that ranks the NBA teams by like what they're worth oh, wow. in a bunch okay. of different ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. That's, and again, like that's where they would use like the, like the graphics that we created yeah. and write an article around it. We'll, we'll take those graphics. We'll probably write our own article around it using yeah. their data. And yeah. there's like a really nice uh, relationship there. That's so. really cool. Um, and yeah, and people are welcome to take things and share them on, on, on social or write an article around it yeah. or whatever they want to do. So. so I need to ask, Pinterest. Seems to be sure. like the place where all infographics are shared and distributed. Yeah. Do, you, do you guys, is that still true today? Is Pinterest like your best friend because infographics love to be there and they seem to kind of, I don't know, grow and multiply in that realm? Right. Pinterest is funny. Like, I think it would be more effective if our target audience was more of a Pinterest target audience. Okay, but that's not your... Um, are, you like the, are you like the business, bid-naz version of Pinterest where Pinterest is more like crafts <laughs> and parties 
and recipes, your like business and data and yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. We're just sort of that other. I don't want to put words in your mouth. I'm just no, no. Sorry. But you're right, though, and and like some of the, there is like a subsection of people like that on on Pinterest who just like data viz or, or like infographics, and, and that yeah. and that'll work. Um, and there's some business ones on Pinterest, but you're like Pinterest in a suit. Yeah, okay. yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Um, we we do think about um, the way people find these things too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think about Google image search a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that Google mm. Image Search is one of, one of the reasons we've been able to grow so quickly is because okay. people um, optimize their SEO for text, oh, yeah. uh, but they don't even they they pair an article with like a stock image that yeah. they spent maybe two minutes thinking about. Yeah. But you're all about the image and getting it seen and heard. And yes, yeah. Our goal is that when people try and find information, if they flip over to Google Image Search, then our stuff comes up. Okay. So. Well, I need to talk about how we met and got connected, which sure. is the, um, tell me about the infographic that we talked about where we mm. got connected. Yeah, right, so that's a recent piece where we, um, that's an interesting one too, because we, um, we had a hole in our editorial calendar, mm-hmm. um, and we had a couple things sitting there that we weren't super psyched about, so I went hunting to look for an idea of something mm-hmm. to create an article around, and um, one of the data sets I stumbled upon was an old one that the Washington Post did, um, maybe 2014 or something like that, that um, just showed the biggest websites over time, yes. or the biggest web properties over time. Which is, a, which is a fascinating thing, right? Super fascinating. Yeah, um, to the point where I shared your infographic on my LinkedIn, right. which caused a lot of noise. That's good. Including like, <laughs> where's Netflix, and where's yeah. this site, and, um, and to the point where, and then someone mentioned, hey, these guys are in Vancouver, this is so great. It's nice to see a Vancouver company's infographic getting so much attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, for sure. We, yeah, we love it when, um, it's funny, we love it when people locally notice that, that things are going well, yeah. um, which doesn't happen a lot. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so biggest web properties over time. Like, I'm a little bit older. Um, for me, it's super fascinating looking back at yeah. some of those old ones yeah. and going like, and remembering when GeoCities was yes! on the top side. I had a or, GeoCities. I built one. Did you build one? What, what was your GeoCities about? It was, it was actually about we're Gold Bond, which is this powder <laughs> yeah. that if you, yeah, it was just this like really nice powder. powder. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So we had a gold, yeah. And, and my friend Andy Rains, uh, I, I think he, he was at Vega for a while, but Andy Rains was my friend and he built a GeoCities about boxing. Nice. And we used to work on it in his uh, his basement there in in Tawasson, where I grew up. And you know that like, so that was a really super fascinating yeah. era of the internet too, because yeah. you could just build. You, yeah. Like I learned HTML over a weekend, and yeah. I, I built a page as well. Yeah. I think yeah. Homestead.com or something. Yeah, yeah, home, yeah, yeah. And there was so, Angel Fire. Angel Fire. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and like all of my friends were on Asian Avenue, and yep. everybody would would just have a custom code, yep. and like snowflakes would follow yep. your cursor around. It was it was a hilarious era. Yeah. So for me to look back and I remember some of those big sites and how uh, there's one called like uh, Emer Greetings or something like okay. that, which is basically Christmas time. You just send people like an e card. Yeah. Okay. And in 1998, yeah. Th- I mean that that alone was enough to get you into the one of the top. 20 websites wow. in the world, okay. right? Um, just to send greetings. Yeah, so yeah. Um, just shows like how far the web has mm-hmm. developed since yeah. then and, and just seeing the sites over time. Yeah. And the fact that things like Yahoo yeah. are, are still taught web properties yeah. today. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. There's a, there's a Yahoo piece coming out too yeah. because so many people were like, what, Yahoo? Yeah, so. yeah, because that was a lot of, and, and what I found interesting was the amount of people who wanted to poke holes in it, but I was like, no, this is actual data and they wanted to disagree with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they had their opinions yeah. from their perspective, their vantage point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, I don't even, 
we all get in that mode sometimes mm-hmm. where we have an opinion. We go, that can't possibly be right. Yeah. And, and I actually like seeing that kind of dialogue yeah. in the comment section or yeah. when things go on Reddit or, yeah. or, you know, that's where things really get picked apart. And, <laughs> and do you often go over and see your work on Reddit? And oh, see yeah. It? Yeah, okay. I, I, uh, I sometimes don't look at the comments, yeah. but, you know. Um, what, did, that, did that piece end up on Reddit, I assume? Uh, yeah, we... we our, our pieces tend to do really well on Reddit. Yeah. We've, I think we've been on the front page about 10 times at this point. Wow, that's really um, cool. And that obviously that ends up being a really good traffic driver when yeah. when that happens. But yeah. you know, um, but yeah, I like I like seeing those comments because you, you get to go like, well, okay, why do people think this, mm-hmm. right? Like, why is this such like a tightly held belief? Yeah. Um, and maybe there's some sort of data out there that explains that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like we did a piece really recently on uh, perception of crime in America. Yeah. Okay. So most people think that. Uh, and the polls support this, yeah. that crime is going up yeah. all the time. And when crime is just tanking, and it has been for uh, like two decades now. Wow. So you get political in what um, you guys do. We try not to get um, partisan. Okay, yeah. Uh, we're not scared to, to you know, talk about political things. It's not yeah. really our angle a lot yeah. of the time, just because it's like really, it can get real toxic. Yeah. But um, yeah, anything that's big picture that affects people's lives, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll dive into. Sure. So the Canadian elections coming up next year, do you think, or this year actually, do you think you'll, you'll be talking about it and using some of the polls from, you know, Angus Reid or... Yeah, that's a tricky one. Um, at the moment, it's tough for us to segment something specifically on Canada. Okay. Um, we will again, though, because yeah. um, we want to talk about Canada. We're here, right? Um, right now, though, it things tend to be either globally focused yes. or, or U.S. focused. Okay. Um, so we'll see what happens. We are, we're at a stage this year where we, like, we've grown to where we are now by publishing yeah. one thing a day. Yeah. Um, is, that the, is that their schedule, one a day? One a day. One a day, okay. Um, maybe once in a while there's two, but there's okay. one a day. Um, whereas some of these other sites, like, uh, like a Business Insider publishes like 400 oh, yeah. articles a day or something or like that. Or Forbes now, you, you, every, you can be a contributor to Forbes. For and, sure. And submit things, and, and who knows how many articles a day are getting put up there now. Yeah. Totally, yeah. And um, I mean, obviously there's room for us to publish more than one thing a day, and yeah. this year we'll probably do that. Yeah. And within that, hopefully we can do things like um, talk about um, places in Europe or Canada mm-hmm. or Australia, or you know what I mean, yeah. where we have an audience as well, so. It's really cool. So as far as uh, virality is concerned, mm-hmm. you know, th- what I love about the internet today is that, um, you, know, uh, you know, it's not, uh, you know, it's quite democratic, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, uh, you know, everyone has the option and, and the opportunity to go wild, right? And, and, it's true. and get out. What are you finding is the best catalyst? Like, is it Reddit? Is it Forbes? Like, what are you finding kind of gets your infographics, mm. you know, the eyeballs? Um, probably... I mean, yeah, Reddit, when, when a thing blows up on Reddit, um, Reddit's a unique animal. Mm-hmm. I, I really like it. Um, everybody uses it as their, their touch point to find new things because yeah. uh, it's just constantly. Um, so, yeah, that, that'll get things going. Um, Zero Hedge. Have you ever heard of Zero Hedge? No. Yeah, a lot of people haven't heard of Zero Hedge, but it's a big site, though. Okay. I think they're one of the top 1,000 sites in the States yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, like, really um, uh, weird finance yeah. Yeah. focus. Yeah. Um, but they that's a place where if they pick up our work um, yeah. within people who are interested in like money and things yeah. like that, that'll, yeah. that'll take off and do interesting yeah. things. Um, Facebook and LinkedIn. LinkedIn especially has been a huge growth yeah. driver for us in the last yeah. couple of years. Um, people are just using LinkedIn a lot and yeah. they're sharing content on yeah. it, which is, um, for a while I didn't think that would happen, yeah. but it looks like it's finally matured yeah. into like a platform like yeah. that now. 
Yeah, it's amazing. You can now upload videos to LinkedIn. And, That's right. And I'm finding it, even from us as an agency, we're getting more traffic from LinkedIn than cool. any other social channel. Nice. And it, sorry, I'm flipping questions no, at no. you. Um, yeah, so like, do clients ask for that or is that something you suggest usually? Like, does that usually come from you? Comes from us because usually it's kind of like has been this sleeping giant for so long. Okay. But on the B two B sector, you know, your B two B marketing, if you're posting interesting content, it's the most engagement I get amongst all my channels. Right. Um, because it's people who are there who are like, they're typically smart, interesting people, and they want something meaty. Mm. So if you're willing to put out something meaty and contextually in the world of business or marketing or you know thoughts about where the future of you know industries are going it's a place where there's dialogue as mm -hmm. compared to Instagram or Facebook um, or snap yeah so, right Link LinkedIn has a has a really strategic place and I think LinkedIn of all the sites social sites I think it's gonna have I think one of the most uh, strongest 2019s yeah I, I think I would agree with that and it still feels like it's growing which is like kind okay. of unusual yeah. All the sites feel like they're plateaued. Yeah. I feel like anyway. Yeah. I don't know if you feel the same yeah. way, but um, like Instagram, um, I can't imagine what it would be like to try and build like a new, uh, like a like a fresh account yeah. and try yeah. and grow it because yeah. just nobody is is in that mode of like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna follow a new account. It's so anymore. noisy already. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or people just have so many followers, they're like, oh, I don't want to, they get a little more stingy with it. <laughs> no, it's very true. We, especially running Instagram contests, as, as of late, we're finding less and less people are willing to go to the brand site and follow it as part mm. of entering the contest. Yeah. Yeah, but they'll engage with the influencer or yes. the media property that's promoting the contest, but they'll rarely go and actually like the, the brand, unless they're really putting out some great, incredible content. Yeah, that makes sense. Influencers are, are definitely the gatekeeper, hey? Yeah. So as far as getting the, have you, have you ever found any B2B influencers? Speaking of influencers. Um, so there's a lot of thought leadership, which I think yes. is the, the probably the closest thing to, yeah. to, to that. Um, and, you know, the thought leader um, personalities, mm -hmm. on, on, especially on Twitter, mm -hmm. or but LinkedIn as well, um, they are looking for interesting stuff yeah. to share, right? And... Um, we try and be that interesting thing to yeah. share. Um, it's a little bit different from like a, like a news article. Yeah. It's got a little bit, you know, it's, it's a little splashier. You can oh, yeah. plug an image in there. Yeah. Um, you feel cool. You posted something neat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and people find it through, um, through thought leaders all yeah. the time. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that's actually one I didn't think of earlier, which is like those people often have huge audiences, yeah. huge engaged audiences. Yeah. So they really get things going as well. So. Do you purposefully see like, okay, we're going to give this infographic a day earlier. We're going to give it to these 30 people mm. with a little VIP thing and be like, hey, you 30 thought leaders in the B2B sector, here's our infographic. We want you to be the first to see it. Mm -hmm. Do you guys do that at the moment? Um, not really, just because everyone's already kind of sharing it. Yeah. It's um, not to say that if in the future we do have uh, something that we worked really hard on, yeah. we want to make a bit of a splash with yeah. it. Like we are, we've, we've been lucky that we've had like really organic traction for mm -hmm. almost everything. Yeah. So we haven't really had to think hard about, uh, yeah. about, about techniques like that. Yeah. Um, but I imagine that at some point as our marketing team continues to grow and things like that as well, that we'll get more strategic and, um, also with directly pitching uh, media as well, yeah. which we don't do a lot of right now. So, okay. And coming down the pipe, what is uh, a graphic that you're really excited about? What's something maybe that, that's brewing or that you're working on? Um, uh, there's always so many things. Um, I, I personally am excited about the Yahoo one that's mm -hmm. going to come out. I think that's going to be really cool. 
Um, we're working with Forbes on their uh, annual billionaires list, yeah. uh, which was probably one of their flagship yeah. things. So um, that'll be really exciting. Cool. We'll get to experiment with some new things. Yeah. Um, we're ramping up the amount of videos we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, so we're doing kind of a cool one on on GDP mm -hmm. growing in the future. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think a lot of people realize like some of the countries that are coming up yeah. and, and the, how, how big the shifts are going to mm -hmm. be like in the relationship between countries at the top, you know, yeah. like the U.S. is kind of moving down a little bit and some of all these Western countries are popping down mm -hmm. the ladder, so to speak. So yeah. um, I think people see that that'll be an interesting perspective for people. So, cool. yeah. uh, And listeners that are uh, watching or listening to this, what would you suggest that if, if they want to engage with you or get connected to what you guys are doing? What's the best way for them to reach out or what's the best thing for them to send you to mm -hmm. catch your attention? I mean... Yeah, just shoot, shoot an email mm -hmm. over to me. Um, Twitter is the easiest way to get a hold of me, mm -hmm. um, always. <laughs> it's the most likely way to get a response because yeah. my inbox is like a disaster, yeah. as I'm sure a lot of people view as well. Um, um, yeah, we we try and respond to a lot of the comments too on our site and on, on the social properties as well. So if yeah. people want to engage with us that way, um, yeah. you know, we'll probably get back to them. And if they're prepping some data and they're really inspired by this, mm -hmm. how should they go about getting data and collecting data? Like, what it, what right. what does it need to have? Um, it needs to. I mean, the source is important. Mm -hmm. um, you know, does it pass your own uh, mm -hmm. you know smell test? Right? Like, is this a real is this a real thing? Mm -hmm. um, like, could I survey a hundred cat owners and give you some data on cat sweater ownership and hope you'll. My, my first instinct is yeah. to say like that data set's too small, okay. but, no, but it might not be in some cases, okay. right? Maybe you're you're um, thinking about financial company CEOs or yeah. something, yeah. in which case a hundred person data set yeah. is fantastic, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe. It just okay. depends on, on the size of the pond you're playing in, right? Yeah. So. Very cool. And what are you most excited about for this coming year? What do you, what are you seeing down the pipe as far as the world of marketing and promotions and, yeah. and data? For, for us, we're excited because um, We've got a long-awaited site redesign coming, mm -hmm. um, so th that'll be a great way for people to just experience the content a little bit better than mm -hmm. our um, the 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 website we have now mm -hmm. was w our very first one that we switched to when mm -hmm. we were experimenting with mm -hmm. with becoming a media company. Yeah. Um, so it's long overdue yeah. uh, for a redesign, so that's exciting. Cool. Um, but what I, I'm excited about in like the the big picture world of yeah. things is just. Um, the continued think about think about rap music um, yeah. just to completely switch no, gears. Please, um, like pop music now. Yeah. Uh, and a bunch of other things is heavily influenced by rap music. It just yeah. sort of mutated into all these different genres, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, in, in the same way that like the long form infographic mm -hmm. isn't going to be the future of of what this company is mm -hmm. or or what you know visual communication is, right? Yeah. Uh, that's going to keep evolving into a whole bunch of different things. Yeah. Um, Articles are just going to be infused with data-oriented yeah. stuff, um, and 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 more artwork. I think injected yeah. into things too. I think people are just um, getting a little bit better at getting creative and having fun with things, and yeah. not not just the interplay between the two. People are understanding yeah. that better. Like um, and we focus that a lot on our team. So. That's cool. Now, are you iOS or Android? Uh, iOS. I've I'm, I'm Apple everything, and Apple. I always have been. Okay. Um, probably just because I'm lazy. Okay. Um, <laughs> Top three apps that you love on your uh, on your iPhone. Um, I use Instagram a lot. Yep. Um, I like my pay by phone app. Oh yeah, I'm a huge fan. 
Yeah. Yeah. Just, Game changer. I don't drive a lot, but it, yeah. it really is useful. Yeah. Um, other one would be. Oh, I'm not sure. That's a tricky one. Uh, Google Analytics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you go in there looking at your companies. Always. We. Yeah. We. I'm glued to the traffic numbers. Yeah. Um, we don't. We don't chase traffic, yeah. but I really like to know where we're at yeah. and, and see just in case we have an influx of something. So, yeah. yeah, very cool. And then your favorite podcasts, books, uh, magazines that you recommend to, to listeners? Oh, man. Okay. So I, I feel like I live in the matrix sometimes mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm constantly tapped into this like information yeah, yeah. tsunami. Yeah. Um, podcasts, uh, I really like Pod Save the World. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Um, uh, geopolitical yeah. type of thing. Um, you know, the daily is a good one. I sometimes queue that up on Google Home mm-hmm. while I'm, you know, getting the kid ready for school yeah. just to find out what's going on in the world. Yeah. Um, publications, I really like, um, uh, I really like City Lab. That's a yeah. cool one. Um, I use, uh, what's Firefox's thing, their recommendation oh, thing. I don't know, yeah. It's uh, Pocket. Okay. Pocket, cool. so yeah. like um, the algorithm's gotten yeah. really good at curating okay. news for me. Nice. Uh, Medium Digest email yep. is a good one. Cool. Uh, Morning Brew is a good like yep. um, update email thing. Yeah. Um, so I could go on forever about yeah. this, but um, awesome. uh, uh, like Reddit and Hacker News and, okay. and message boards like that are really yep. great for looking at new content as well. That's awesome. So well, Nick, I've appreciated you coming on the show. This was great. This was Nick Routley, Visual Capitalist. Make sure you check out their website. Follow them. Uh, I'm really excited about this Yahoo graphic. Uh, it's coming out. Yeah. So keep an eye out for it, and uh, we'll see you next time on the Marketing Jam. Thanks for listening to Marketing Jam. If you enjoyed the show, head over to our YouTube or Facebook and give us a thumbs up, and visit iTunes to leave a rating and review. Thanks again, and see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.